faith-based experience on love. Bad. 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 Life-based experience on love. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. I am your host, Badass Jones, offering personal advice and life-based experience on love, sex, relationships, intimacy, with a little Jamaican flair. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. Greetings, 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 and welcome, Pum Pum Posse. Bless up yourself. Big up your blood clot self. <laughs> this is the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast, and I'm your host, AJ Badass Jones. You can find me on my social media on Instagram and Twitter at the Pum Pum Chronicles pod. You can also follow my personal page for some spicier content. Spicy, that's my girl from Lipstick Laundry. That's her word, shiny, uh, spicy. So for spicier content, you can also follow my personal page, which is badass underscore Jones underscore. If you want to get in contact with me, if you have any questions, uh, anything that you'd like my opinion or advice on, uh, you know, any content suggestions or anything thereof, you can get in contact with me in one of two ways. You can reach me either by email at thepumpumchronicles at gmail.com or you can hit the call in line 320-270-1086. If I don't pick up, leave me a message and I definitely will get back to you. You can find the podcast streaming on all platforms where podcasts can be found, including but not limited to Apple iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, and of course, iHeartRadio. I hope you all are doing well. You know, I feel like, boy, you see, one of the reasons why I try not to watch the news too much, I feel like every time I turn around, there's something going on with COVID. Like a new variant, a new strain, one that's more deadlier than the last. Sometimes I feel like, like big and serious, okay? So just my opinion. Sometimes I feel like it's a ploy to try to push people to get the vaccine because you know, there's like the war right now with the vaxxers versus the anti-vaxxers and you know, all these things that are going on. But man, as long as you're protecting yourself, taking care of your health, taking care of your loved ones, doing what you have to do to make sure that you're safe and the people around you are safe, that's just what it is going to be like things are going to get crazier because you know the colder weather is starting to roll back in now so why <sighs> i don't know anyhow posse this week is the love jones segment i've had some questions and emails that have been submitted there are a bunch of them um i'm gonna do about half of them this go around and then the next go around tackle the rest of them so let's get right into it aj <laughs> What's the longest you've ever waited for someone that you knew wasn't coming? Meaning, what's the longest you kept hope that the person who said that they were interested in dating you was going to do just that? I feel like I've told this story before, but perhaps I, you know, maybe I haven't. But even if I have, you know, a psycho. So, um, <laughs> ah, boy, the longest I've ever waited for somebody, um, that I knew was actually with somebody else. And, you know, they give you the side chick talk because I realized in hindsight, that's what it was. Cause hindsight is always 2020. When you look back, your vision is crystal clear. Um, yeah, I was the side chick, not going to front, not going to lie. Um, I sometimes felt like I was the main chick, but you know, when everything came down to it, 
really and truly, when you're there with somebody and at night you can't call them past certain hours, when you're there with somebody, air quotes, and you can't see them at certain times or everything always has to be scheduled, you can't go to their house, they can't sleep over, all the, you're, you're definitely the side chick. So at some point I came to the realization and acceptance of this. But because I genuinely, stupidly, but genuinely and truly believed that this man was going to leave his unhappy, you don't think forever tell you that they're unhappy, you're the one they want, right, tete, and all these good things, because that's how they, that's how they hook you, right? Um, but I genuinely believe that this person was miserable, unhappy, and was going to leave their situation. There was actually a point where they had moved out from the place that they were staying, um, temporarily moved in with, with family until they, you know, could kind of get themselves sorted out. And I was like, you can't come live here. Like, if this is going to be one of those things where you feel like you're leaving from her house to come live in a myad, that's not happening. Um, because I think that that was like a, <laughs> that was a thing with him from anyways, that's a whole other story. But I made that very abundantly clear that like, you can't come live here. Um, you need to get on your, like stand on your own two feet and all these things. Um, I foolishly waited for, and when I say waited, I like, it's not like, like I, I was seeing other people in between. He didn't know that, but my emotional hopes, my heart's desire was to be with him. Um, like everything about it was cool. Like we had great conversation, um, great camaraderie. We talked, we were able to talk about a lot of stuff. We had a lot of things in common. We actually had history. Um, we'd known each other prior, even though I don't remember him entirely from my past. It's a whole weird situation. Um, sex was fucking amazing. Um, and all this kind of stuff. But then I knew that it was weird for me because at some point I stopped kissing him. And for me, it's like, if I'm unable to kiss you, that for me is like a very serious thing. Like, especially if you're somebody that I'm emotionally attached to. Um, if I'm not able to kiss you because I feel like in the back of my mind, I know you're kissing her. I know it sounds crazy, right? But, um, yeah, two, roughly two years was the length of time that I waited and put my hopes foolishly into this person. Again, I'm not even going to try to like say that I was duped or anything like that. I knew what was going on. Um, and the funny thing is like, I feel like the woman that he was with wasn't actively paying interest in him until he started coming home like later. So he's going home at like four or five o'clock in the morning. Now, all of a sudden it becomes an issue and there's conversation going on because women, we're not stupid. You know what I mean? Well, some of us are, some of us are idiots. Clearly I was one for two years, a little bit of one. But I suspect that she knew that something was going on because all of a sudden now there were uh, questions about where he was going. There were requests for wanting to spend more time. If he and I had plans, like things were getting canceled last minute because all of a sudden she needed something or she needed to go somewhere or some bug of foolishness. Um, and rightly so, because you know what I mean? That was her man. But, um, I keep saying the same thing over. So long and short of it, I waited two years, um, under promises, under false pretense, under idiocy and all these things, thinking that he was going to leave the situation because he always expressed misery, um, and always said how much that this is where he wanted to be and for us to be together and build a life and all this kind of stuff. And then one day I just got tired. 
Um, and I said to him, like, you know, and it's funny because it's like, he had like a pet name for me. And I remember one day saying like, don't call me that anymore. Like, we're not together. We're not going to be together. Like, I've come to that realization and acceptance. So just call me by my regular name. Don't call me the pet name. I don't want to hear the terms of endearment. I don't want to hear the lies. I don't want to hear the promises. I don't want to hear the how miserable and unhappy you are. Because I feel like if you were that miserable and that unhappy, you would do something about it. And clearly you're comfortable. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like the general sense overall. That when people are miserable, truly miserable, when people are truly done, they're just done. And if after such a long time you haven't come to that realization for yourself and you're not willing to do the things that you need to do, not even for me and not even for us to be together, but for you to not be in a miserable and unhappy situation, clearly you're not done. Clearly you're not done. Um, And I'll even tell you guys something like one of the craziest things at some point, like say like in the first year that we were dating air quotes, um, he disappeared for a week. I remember (laughs) me like an idiot you know, I, I, I took the, the lie. I took the explanation. So essentially what it was, we spoke one day, then the next day I couldn't get a hold of him. The day after that, I couldn't get a hold of him. On the third day, we spoke briefly and the conversation got cut off. And then for the next uh, three or four days after that, it was like text messages. So after a week now, conversation resumes normally. I'm like, so you're going to explain to me what happened? Yeah, they went away on vacation. So apparently they had had a pre-planned vacation. He said that he no longer had any intentions of going, the lie, right? But because he had already paid his money in advance, he didn't want to lose. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I took that. I took that. But like I said, after after the two-year point or just at, at, at about two years, I was like, you know what? What am I really doing sitting down waiting on somebody that I know isn't coming? I'm sitting down waiting on someone who likes the convenience of having me around. I'm sitting down waiting on someone who likes having access to me when it's good for them, you know? So it it would be like, when am I going to see you? Can I see you today? And he'd be like, oh, no, but I can see you tomorrow kind of thing. And sometimes tomorrow would be two or three days later. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah, Um, when someone, I feel like when people are really unhappy, like truly, truly unhappy, they'll make movements from their situation. Um, I would never be the person to say, don't let anybody drag you down a path that you don't want to go. I would never be the person that says, you know, don't sit and wait on nobody that's useless and whatless and not coming because I know I've done it. I would never be the person that says, you know what, he's not going to do what he says that he's going to do. And I would never be the person that says like, you know what, fuck him. But I'm also the person that's going to say all those things. Um, you have to give yourself a personal limit because I know women who have sat and waited on men for years not just one and two years like 10 and 15 years women who have sat and waited on a man had a whole child or two children with this man while the man is married and and granted this this person wasn't married but essentially your common law because you've been living together for five plus years and you claim her daughter as your step your stepdaughter yeah you guys are basically married but i know women who have done that and and sat and gave time to a man that they hoped would come and didn't come. You understand? So, and it's not to say that that only happens to women, that it definitely does happen to men too. There are men who fall in love with women who are, who are married or already in relationships. And that woman will say that she's miserable. She's unhappy. She's this, that, and the third and make every excuse under the sun 
to not leave meanwhile telling this person that she's going to leave and that's the, and that's how we get trapped you know because your heart becomes tethered to this person and you just keep hoping and believing in what they say to you and hoping that they're a person of their word hoping that they're going to do the things that they say they're going to do and at some point you have to come to the bigger realization that they're just not i feel bad for like women especially who have children with men who say that they're gonna come and they don't because it's like at that point now you have kids with this guy like what are you gonna do you know even then i still say like and it's hard you know yeah just cut cut the ties you're still gonna be the mother to that child he's still gonna have to chase uh, pay child support and all them, them things but yeah don't don't stay tethered to anybody who really and truly is not coming for you. Because if they wanted to come for you, they will. Up till yesterday, um, I got a message from this person saying that, <clears throat> excuse me, saying how much they regret not doing what they said that they were gonna do and they wish they had another chance. And I was like, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like you clearly are comfortable where you are and I don't know what you want me to do about that but I'm, I, I couldn't sit down and wait any longer, you know, with the uncertainty. I have my life to live. If I'm, if I'm going to be with somebody, I want a person that's my own, you know, even if it's going to be like a part-time person, meaning that they're, you know, they live one place. I live one place. They're working, they're in school, they're, they have their own business. They're, 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 they're part-time around me because they're full-time busy. That's different than someone being around me part-time because them of a full-time woman <laughs> so but um yeah two years and I promise you I would never do that again um part of the reason why I stayed so long is because we had history and that's never a good reason or never a good excuse um but the vibe and the energy was just always so good but then at some point too you realize that what they're taking from you is your energy and your positivity and your love and your good vibes to sustain themselves while they're in misery with somebody else. You guys heard that? They're taking your positive energy, your love and your good vibes to sustain themselves while they're living in misery with somebody else. No, Breda, you, you can't you can't do that to yourself. Like it's uh it's detrimental on so many levels. Anyhow, um yeah, that's that's the two. Moving on, <laughs> um, AJ, what are some dating tips that you would give people in a general sense? Um, I'd actually wrote down a couple of these that are, be a person of your word. If you say you're going to do something for someone, if you say that you're going to be somewhere for someone, if you say that you're going to, whatever it is, be a person of your word. Don't talk uh, like don't tell people that you're going to do something just to disappoint them. You know, if you know that you can't do it, even if you have good intention to try, even if you want to try, but you know you can't do it, don't let the person sit there wallowing in the belief that you're going to do it. Tell them that you can't. Tell them that you're not going to or don't make the promise at all. Don't even tell them that you can if you know that you can't, you know. Having good intention is not the same as following through and actually doing the steps because talk is cheap, right? If you can't back your chat, if you can't put action to your chat, if you can't walk your talk, nobody say it. Don't even say it to them. Be a person of your word. Um, and do the things that you say that you're going to do. Like just, like, you know, just don't, oh, you know, I, I really want it. Okay, that's, that's great. But unless you're really going to do that thing, don't, definitely don't, um, speak on it um 
and follow through with your plans. Like that to me, ah, boy. So when someone says like, like, so for example, you have a date planned and you know, you, you've gone through with making arrangements and all this kind of stuff. And it comes the day of, and the person cancels like that to me is, is shitty, especially when there's no real reason and they don't have, they don't have a reason and they don't have an excuse. They just decided that they didn't want to bother again, or they just feel like their mood changed or it's <laughs> disappointing another person. Like people can only, I feel like people can only take so much disappointment. I know myself, my, I have a threshold, you know what I mean? And as I get older, my threshold, <laughs> my threshold has come down because I feel like if I'm doing for somebody and I'm asking the bare minimum of you, or I'm, I'll, I'll even say the word expecting. And I know that, you know, there are different conversations about expectations, but if I'm expecting the bare minimum of you, right? Follow through with that. Follow through with that. I'm not a, and I don't feel like I'm an overly needy person. Like I don't ask for a lot of things, but if it's something simple, like if, if I say, you know, let's go for a walk and you're like, okay, yeah, we're going to go at six o'clock and five fifty comes and you're like, you know, I don't really feel like going for that walk again. I'm going to go for the walk without you. And chances are, I'm probably going to get in my whip and leave and go along to my house and not bother to come back. You'll call me. I'll have a conversation with you. You'd be like, where did you go? I'll say I went for my walk. And then I went home. I just, I don't like when people, sorry, that's my basic dating tip. Be a person of your word. Do the things that you say that you're going to do. Don't just be a person who speaks something back your check, put your action to your talk. And if you say that you're going to do something, follow through with the thing that you're, that, that you're going to do. Don't make excuses, you know, m match that person's effort. If they are making an effort to be there and be present, match the person's effort. That's, that's my one biggest dating tip. Next, <laughs> this is funny. The person actually spelled out the whole of AJ. Like there's a whole bunch of A's and a whole bunch of J's. AJ, LOL. Um, I have a question that I'd like your help with. So my boyfriend of six months keeps asking me about my body count and I keep talking and dodging the question uh, because I really don't see the point of it. We haven't had sex yet and it seems like he has concerns about having sex with me because I won't answer the question, though I'm not sure what the relevance is. I keep asking him and his response usually is he just wants to know. But the last time I asked him, he said because he doesn't want to be with someone who is over, uh, overly experienced and he did, um, that doesn't, sorry, it's written weird. Uh, he doesn't want to be with someone who's overly experienced. What are your thoughts? Hey boy. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, it sounds like he's insecure. Um, maybe based on his own experiences or what he thinks is lack thereof. It sounds like he has insecurities around that. Um, it sounds like you are confident and maybe that's a concern to him that he's not going to perform well or meet your standards, whatever those may be. Um, I don't think the body count is is important personally like it, and it's funny because i've had this conversation with somebody like i'd be like like so how many people have you fucked and they're like what yeah like but for me when i ask it's ah oh boy because the thing is if somebody asks me <laughs> i will i will tell them either to shock them or because um of, of some other i don't even know how to explain this Having conversation with somebody who I know is not going to be judgmental about my sexual past, um, 
is is a different thing. Like I feel like if we're vibing and we're having conversations about the things that we've done respectfully, respectively, my apologies, um, and and our experiences and the things that we we did when we were younger and maybe kind of like you know sometimes like you talk about the recklessness like as a youth like you know like yo guy like how many people did you ever slam in one day like it was like the worst thing like when you're having those kind of conversations um it's with somebody that i know i can trust with my past then i have no inf- uh, no no problem divulging that information when i feel like it's somebody who has a hidden agenda or they're trying to use it against me in some way or trying to slut shame me in some kind of way then i may tell you to shock you and shut you the fuck up and that'll probably be the end of the conversation or i may tell you to shock you to say okay like now what you know that I've slept with 1500 people. That's not my number, but I'm saying, you know, I've slept with 1500 people. Like now what? Like, you don't want to, you don't want to sleep with me because you know, I'm just saying, I feel like people get caught up with people's past unnecessarily. The things that you should be concerned about is, is the person healthy? Do they get tested regularly? What is their physical and mental health? Like, what is their emotional well being and health? Like, how do they take care of themselves? You know, um, really and truly like you could have slept with one person or you could have slept with a hundred people that has no bearing on your sexual relationship with the person that you're currently with if you feel insecure have that conversation with me if you feel like your sex is inadequate for whatever reasons have that conversation with me don't try to make me feel embarrassed or feel poorly or badly about my sexual experiences because that's my past and that has nothing to do with anything what we're looking to do is build a future together we're not moving backwards we're moving forward you know so whether i've been with long dick jenny who's got a 14 inch cocky or mini mike who's got a four inch cocky none of those things matter what matters is how i've taken care of myself what my sexual health and well-being is like what my emotional health and well-being is like those should be the things that you're focused on and those should be the things that are important so i made that about me but i'm saying that to you as well those should be the things that he's focused on um if you guys have been dating for six months he's your boyfriend you guys haven't had sex yet maybe that's the bigger conversation that you you need to have with him about his feelings of insecurity and about the fact that your your sexual past has no bearing on what your sexual future with him is if it is that he feels like there are things that he needs to learn let him know that you're open and willing to exploring with him let him know that you're open and willing to um helping him learn and you're you're open and willing to teaching him the same way that you would be open and willing to learning about the things that he likes and the things that he enjoys um sometimes we let our insecurities get ahead of us in terms of sabotaging ourselves from having a good relationship with a person because we feel like we're not going to be enough you know instead of allowing that person an opportunity to show us that we are enough and those are some conversations that i've had with people especially because um you know i'm in sex work um in terms of the podcast and and my only fans and all this other kind of stuff um I've, I've had the person that I'm currently talking to, um, he and I've had these kind of conversations, but more in, in an understanding type of way. And he's more open-minded and definitely more supportive. We've had conversations more so about sexual health versus the amount of people that I've ever slept with. And it's funny because I've asked him how many people that he slept with. Um, you know, and he says to me, like, like I'm a whore. Like, I was a whore in my past. And so, like, I'll tease him about that, but I also let him know that when, you know, like, oh my God, you were a slut. You know what I mean? Like, when I say that to him, like, I, I before I've ever made the joke with him, I let him know that I would never shame you for your past. 
you know, whatever experiences that you've had or the experiences that you've had, those have nothing to do with me. Anything going forward where I'm involved is what I'm concerned about, you know? Um, and sometimes we have conversations like the funny haha conversations about things that he's done regrettably. And I always say to him, like, like, don't regret the things that you've done in your past. Like, yeah, some of them are fucked up. I'm not, not going to lie. But every experience that you've had, good or bad, every choice that you've made, good or bad, has shaped the person that you are and has informed your choices going forward, which have hopefully gotten better. And, you know, you chose me. So I would definitely say they've gotten better. Ha ha ha. Um... But yeah, I, I would, it warrants having a conversation more so with him about his feelings of inadequacy and his feelings of sexual insecurity more so than about your body count. Let him know very clearly your body count has nothing to do with the experiences that the two of you are going to have going forward and, and try to focus the conversation more so on what his feelings of inadequacy are. If it is that he feels like, well, he hasn't had enough experience eating pussy, so he's not sure if he's good at it, help him. You know, tell him the way that you like it. Tell him the things that you like. Guide and show him. If it is that he feels like he hasn't had enough experience with getting his dick sucked and he's not sure like what a good dick sucking girl, give him that two hand. Well, if he's got, you know, enough penis for that, but there's even ways that you can, if his, his dick isn't super long, that you can still give him the experience of the two hand twist, gawk gawk 3000, slobber, 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 you know, give him that experience so he, you know, he can feel what good head feels like. Um, again, shift the focus back to why he feels inadequate, why he feels uh, insecure and steer it away from your body count because that's not important. Even if he says to you, oh, well, I can tell you how many people I've slept with. You simply say to him, like, I'm not interested in that. You know, what I'm interested in is in the ways that you protected yourself. What I'm interested in, in interested in is, you know, um, do you get tested regularly and say to him like me, I get tested regularly. I see my doctor four times a year. I get tested once every three months or whatever the case may be. You know, I make sure that I use condoms with my partners in past. If I've had uh, partners where we haven't used condoms, we've both been tested and we've shared our results, whatever it is, give him those types of reassurances in terms of your sexual health and the way that ways in which you've protected yourself versus the number of people that you slept with. Because really and truly at the end of the day, you could have slept with one person and gotten gonorrhea or slept with a hundred people and never gotten anything. You understand what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not about the body count. It's about the ways in which you've protected yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally when engaging in sexual practices with whomever. Um, and, and let him know that. Say like, you're not interested in how many people he slept with. What you want to know is the ways in which he's protected himself. And you want to know from him what areas he's feeling insecure about and, and help him. Like if this is somebody that you truly genuinely are interested in and somebody that you want to have a successful relationship with going forward, and you guys are uh, interested in being intimate with one another past the six month point, I would say that those are the conversations that are more important to have with him and to let him know you're not going to discuss body count, but these are the things that you're willing to talk with him about. So, um, hi, AJ. So I was asked to be someone's last hurrah before he gets married. I've seen something recently where a woman uh, canceled her wedding when she found out that her husband-to-be slept with someone at his bachelor party as his one last go. Sorry, I don't know why I'm reading that weird. Um, do you think saying yes is wrong? Whew, okay. Um, so I will share a personal story as I often do. Uh, uh, I have a very good friend. We've been friends since high school. Uh, so we've, we've been friends for a few decades. Well, and when he was getting married, he asked if I would be his, his last, um, 
hurrah, as they call it, your last hurrah. And um, I asked him why. So we had an extensive conversation about why he decided on me as opposed to somebody else. Um, and things that came into play were, you know, things like trust because of our, our, our history. We've known each other for a very long time. Um, in past when we were, when we were younger, like we'd, we'd fucked around. So we knew what each other's sex was like, um, you know, and, 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 and that kind of thing. And he, what it came down to as well, like I said, the, the largest part of it was trust in, in the fact that he knew that this outside of me telling the story right now, because he still remains anonymous, but he knew that, um, this would be something between us that would never go anywhere. And it's interesting because this is actually the first time and will be the only time that I ever speak on it. Granted, everyone can hear this, but nobody knows who the person is. This, this is a conversation I've never had with anyone on a personal level to say, oh yeah, hey, did you know that I slept with such and such a person? Like this is, has never come up. Um, and I'm mentioning it in this moment just for the sake of this particular question. So for me, I know that I've done it with, uh, with and for a friend, um, because of the reasons around safety and all that kind of stuff. <sighs> Is it wrong to say yes? <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't even know how to, um, to answer that question. I know for a lot of people, people that I've spoken with, um, uh, scenarios and scenes that I've come across conversations that I've had with other people about other other people that you know a lot of people want to have a one last experience before they settle down with one penis or one pum pum for the rest of their life um and then there are others who say like you know what no I would never do that it's a violation you know to sleep with somebody else the night before I'm getting married to such and such a person um, I know, uh, a, I know a man that ran through a bag of strippers the night before he got married with his soon to be with his fiance's cousin present. Um, and the cousin and I are friends. He told me about what happened, but I think I'm the only person that only other person on the planet that knows it's one of those take your thing, take to the grave kind of things. Um, I really, I really don't even have a good answer and I don't even know how to give my opinion on this. I think what it comes down to is what your relationship is like with this person. If you have a relationship with the person's wife. So for me, I didn't, I was acquainted with his wife to be his fiance, but she and I don't have a relationship of any kind. Um, I can literally count on one hand the amount of times I've ever seen or spoken to her. Um, it was a little weird going to their, their wedding, uh, a couple of weeks later, or I think it was like a week, no, it was a couple of weeks after that. It was a little weird going to their wedding, but again, you know, it's not like she and I had a whole lot of, um, interaction and, 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 and I would never disrespect her to say, Hey, this happened. Cause it's just not in my nature. Um, again, it was one of those, you know, between he and I, albeit I'm saying it right now, take to the grave kind of situations and there would never be any details discussed. Like I even like now as I'm speaking, I would never give you guys the details of what transpired. Just know that it happened, you know? Um, yeah, it, there is no right or wrong. It really and truly comes down to what you're comfortable with. And, you know, I always feel like don't let anyone morally shame you for doing it. That's a conversation between you and that person. That is the trust between you and that person. And it's it's whatever the two of you decide is best for the two of you in that moment. If that's something that you want to gift him, don't let anyone make you feel shamed or embarrassed for it. 
Um, and, and just know that the level of trust that that person has in you is deep if they're asking you to do something like that. Because when I tell you that's a carry to your grave kind of situation, it's a carry to your grave situation. That's not something you could ever use against them. That's not something that even if the, the woman came to you and said, hey, did you sleep with you? would have to look her dead in her face and say, no, I don't know where you heard that. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and that's a conversation you should have with your husband. I don't know anything about that yet. You know what I mean? It's one of those kind of things. But if it is a choice that you make, don't let anyone shame or embarrass you for the choice because that's a decision that's being made between the two of you. Um, some people listening to this podcast may disagree and that's fine. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, but I feel like we have, everyone has so many opinions about what people choose to do sexually. It's just strange to me. And I know I've said this before, but it really is strange to me. It's like, you know, uh, the, when I was talking to Mr. Anonymous and he's like, oh, you know, that's gross. I'm like, like, don't say that. You know, we were talking about marinated pum pum. You know, there, there, are, there are people who like when they're eating pussy that it doesn't smell like fresh out the shower. They want it to smell like a little bit, you know, womanly, like she's been there in her pum pum, like in her panty all day. And I remember when he said like, ew, that's gross. And I looked at him like, like, don't say that. You know, everybody likes different things. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean that it's gross or disgusting. What doesn't appeal to you may appeal to somebody else. And that that's all I'm saying. Um, so again, don't let anybody shame and embarrass you for making the choices that you make. As long as it's consensual, you and that person have had a full discussion about what's the expectation is that you've had conversations about like, and an agreement that this is not going to ever go anywhere, but between the two of us. And if it's ever said out loud, just know that I will deny it to the very end kind of thing. Um, then, you know, whatever your choice is, whatever your choice is. Again, I'm not going to say that it's right or wrong. It's whatever is right for you, period. Um, last question of the morning. Um, AJ, have you ever made someone wait to fuck as punishment or punish them somehow for something that they did to upset you? <laughs> Woo! I've done that more times than I can count. Um, but I will share... I don't want to say like a recent story, but okay, I'll share a story. So we, <laughs> this gentleman and I were supposed to um, go on a date. Uh, it had been pre-planned and he ended up canceling our date an hour before on some bullshit. So gave me some lame excuse about work or something that he had to do that I know that he could have postponed or put off, but you know... And it's one of those things where, you know, like your hair's looking good, you know, you're getting your makeup on, you have a cute outfit picked out, you have like the cute lingerie underneath because you know, things are going to go on afterwards and you know, like you, it's going to be like a great date. And so it's like, I was mad. I'm not going to say that I wasn't, but I was like, you know what? That's all right. I'm going to fuck you up. And, and <laughs> in that kind of way where... I'm going to let you know that I'm punishing you without letting you know that I'm punishing you. Um, so I, I went to his place the same, the, the, the next night, the next night I went to his place and he's like, you know, babe, I'm really sorry. And I'm like, you know, don't worry about it. Whatever. It's all good. Um, we had dinner and, you know, smoked a little bit, had a couple of drinks and, you know, feeling nice and whatever. So then I'm like, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go lay down. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to come lay down with you. It's getting, it's getting like into the evening hours now. So, you know, I take off my stuff 
and I put on these cute little boy shorts and like a matching tank top. You know, you get them like cute sets, right? So I didn't want it to be like so obvious where I'm wearing like the garter and the stockings and the, right? But wearing a sexy enough set that I knew that it would make his dick hard, you know? So I put on the little boy shorts. I put on the little tank top that goes with it. It's a little lacy thing. You know, I'm walking around, you know, you bend over a little bit so he can see trying to antagonize him and I know he's behind me and he's watching I go to the bathroom I go brush my teeth I come back bend over again putting my things away and I know he's watching me right because I feel like you know you like you you feel somebody staring at you so I turn around and he's smiling I'm smiling he's looking at me and I'm seeing like his dick is hard right so I go lay down beside him now and back up against him girls you know what I'm talking about you know you push your ass against them you're rubbing your ass and you're wiggling around like you're trying to get comfortable in the bed. Meanwhile, you know that's not what you're doing. You're rubbing up against him so he can feel the firmness of your bottom. He can feel the warmth of your body. He can feel the softness of your body. So I'm pressed against it. I'm getting comfortable and I'm settling into my pillow and I'm feeling like the dick is on hard. And when I tell you I knew, like I wanted to fuck, but I said, you know what? No, this is about punishment. Even if I'm punishing myself a little bit, I'm going to let you know that I'm upset. So he goes and he grabs me. He's squeezing on my thighs and squeezing on my ass and squeezing on the titties and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then he goes to pull my panties down. I'm like, we can't. He's like, we can't what? I said, we can't fuck. He's like, why not? I said, oh, because my period came. <laughs> he's like, no, it didn't. I said, for real, it did. I said, I have a tampon in. He's like, but you have on like this sexy set. I'm like, and so what? Like, I'm going to sleep. He's like, no, you can't do that. He's like, what? Like, so I can't get no head or nothing? I'm like, babe, honestly, I'm tired and I'm tipsy and I'm starting to cramp a little bit. Can we just cuddle? Mr. the man vex, him vex, him vex, him vex. But you know what? You earned that shit. You absolutely earned that shit. I wasn't on nobody's period. No time, none at all. And the thing's like, what is he going to do? Feel around for the string and check? No, he's not going to. You know what I mean? But um, he had to hug that. He had to take that as what it was. He had to hug that. And he's laying there, <laughs> you know, and try to, <laughs> try to put a little bit of distance between us because his dick is hard and I'm still trying to press up against him. And then I'm hearing him like he's grumbling, like he's well vexed. He's like, like, why are you? Why do you keep doing that? I'm like, why do I keep doing one? He's like, why do you keep pushing your ass against me knowing that we can't fuck? I'm like, because I just want to cuddle with you. Like, so what, you can't cuddle with me? The man kissed his teeth, got up and went to the bathroom. Of course, he was gone for a while because I'm sure he went to go jerk off and whatever the case may be. And then when he came back, I think by the time he got back or whatever, I'd probably like dozed off. But yeah, I felt vindicated. Absolutely. How the fuck are you going to cancel our date an hour before we're supposed to go and feel like that's okay? Nah, I'm not with that bullshit. And worse, I feel like those things, when you do those things and you don't make an alternate arrangement with me for us to um, to have that date, that's definitely going to be problematic. And then I'm going to have to cause a problem for you. So that's my story. Um, I have others, but <laughs> we will leave those for another time. Possibly less up yourself. Thank you for joining me for another go around of the Love Jones. Um, of course, you know, you can find us Again, streaming on all platforms where podcasts can be heard and, you know, the different ways in which you can get in contact with me. The weather's starting to get colder, Pussy. I know some of you like the fall and all these things, but, you know, 
make sure you're taking care of yourselves. Make sure you're protecting yourself and protecting your loved ones and the people around you. Practice your self-care and your self-love. Definitely love upon yourself. These are some hard times that we just came out of. Um, I know the summer was, you know, we were outside and it was a little bit glorious and things, but I feel like we're going to be on the inside again just now. Not trying to speak down no things into the universe, but you, you feel like every day in the news you're seeing something different about variants, 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 and all these things. So, you know, um, like I said, just take care of you and we will see you next time. Peace. Yes, I'm God's favorite flavor. I'm blessed and highly favored. He gave me all the blessings and them blessings turned to paper. That paper turned to money. Got hands that stuck in honey. I'm sexy, playboy bunny. I'm shining, yes, I'm sunny. You don't have a fan for an only fan, but your boyfriend paid me monthly. While you talking shit, he subscribing dick. Now I got him spanking that monkey. I'm a pretty bitch on some petty shit, so don't try me. I'm always hungry. Kirby, when I get that munchie, thick thighs in my money. Hustle. It's not my fault. It's not Name